It's time again for the Scotty Johnny Podcast with your host, Scotty Johnny himself, John Barnett, and the ego himself, Cheddar Talk, Aaron Flottam, talking Wisconsin sports, NFL through D3, college hockey, doesn't matter. Two mics, two crusty vets, two opinions, one based in reality and one based in what do you bet on Twitter? With music by Delete Great Cars and Trucks. Here's John and Aaron. Welcome, welcome, one and all. Welcome into the Scotty Johnny Podcast. I am your not-so-humble host, Jonathan Barnett, and with me, as per usual, I bring you Cheddar Talk, Aaron Flottam. Hey, John, what's going on, man? Uh, so, we were pretty quick to jump off that Bucks boat, and uh, once again, proving the point that, hey, let's get to the end of February, and then we'll start talking about NBA basketball. Ten in a row for the Bucks, man. Yeah. And 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 looking looking good. And just smoking LA a couple of games in a row. I, I, <laughs> wonderful. I yeah. Mean, we can talk about that all night long. We can talk about UW sports, or we could talk about that Aaron Rodgers is about 12 hours into his darkness right now. <laughs> I mean, which one do you want? Can we update the odds on who's going to sign uh, Aaron Rodgers first? Uh, right now, I think the Jets are winning. Yes, yes. I mean, well, the Super Bowl happened yesterday, but I, I gonna... called that one anyway. So that's, I mean, yes. that's not surprising. Well, let's just say before we descend into the darkness that you can follow this show on Twitter at uh, Scotty Johnny Pod. You can follow me at Not So Humble Host, and you can also follow Aaron on Twitter. Aaron, where they find you? You can find me at Cheddar Talk. I'll be out there um, uh, having it out with the Kyrie fans, man. So me and John were talking about this in the pre-show. Uh, Kyrie's Kyrie's a weird dude, and um, yeah, uh, suspect at best as a teammate. Seems to make everybody else around him leave. He proved it in Cleveland, Boston, Brooklyn. <laughs> where are we going? in Dallas. Um, where else? Yeah, no, I think was, that's it, isn't it? I think that's all the teams. But, uh, yeah, and as weird as that dude is with all the flat earther stuff, um, and just being Kyrie, uh, his fans are weirder. Oh, yeah. I, I learned that this weekend. Don't, don't try and use facts when – getting into a Twitter fight with a Kyrie anybody who has fan. been following Kyrie from team to team to team as like, he's my dude and not, I have a team. Uh, that's weird. That is right. just weird. Like that's uh, like all those Packers fans that left with Brett Favre and then got the half and half jets, uh, jerseys. And then he went to the Vikings the next year and they all looked like uh, jerks, um, which is bound to happen with about half a Packer nation. Who's going to go with Aaron Rodgers wherever he goes. And then uh, a decade later, just like Favre, he'll be caught up in a welfare scandal scheme down in Mississippi. And then you'll have to eat all your words about Brett Favre. But anyhow, something here we are. Ugh, yeah. Gross. We Man. haven't talked about that on this podcast yet, and I don't want to. We've been avoiding a lot of the weird stuff. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. Favre descends into this. Just, I mean, he just did a, a Twitter ad for prayer or something like that where he's just inviting people like he's becoming a a spokesman for some sort of christian organization you're just like that's not your guy man uh you should stay away from him you know <laughs> that's right exactly. not the look um, hey 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 can all the people who st- are stealing money from charities and welfare uh stop playing the god card that'd be great that would be fantastic point in time now i know i don't want to get into that one either but man uh, come on and how, about Rogers- this? how about you just pay back the money yeah. You jerk. Well, some of it was given to Southern uh, Mississippi, his university, to build a uh, volleyball arena. I believe that's where his daughter goes and plays volleyball. True story. Yeah. But either way, yeah. it That, the Roger stuff, whatever, it's just weird. He's just weird. He's not really hurting anybody. He's just, well, not he right now. Like quirky, He's, he used to be like quirky, cute guy that... You know, would do quirk. You know, he'd always, he's always, he's always been edgy. I mean, people can say what they want about him, but like the Purple Crush days back when he'd beat the Vikings and drink oh, Purple yeah. Crush after the game, <laughs> like the dude's super cerebral. But like a lot of people pointed out, you know, like we had Patrick Mahomes on the Packers right around 2009, 2010. Uh, there's a rough out against the Cardinals, uh, won the Super Bowl. And then uh, since then, have done nothing with him. Yeah, and like, and it's it's just it's gotten to the point now with him that it's like uh, all the stuff that used to be, you know, the the, the dude used to be. The, there's a picture of him at the YMCA in 
Superior Wisconsin when he used to do the roadshow. But when he was still the backup quarterback, he used to do the roadshow every year with the Packers around the whole yep. state. Yeah. He cool. used to do dog sled races in Alaska for uh, one of the charities he used to work for. And he's awesome. Like, he's actually a pretty good dude. But th- the problem is that just like any disgruntled employee that's been held on too long at a certain point, you got to you gotta cut ties and run, man. Like, I know this is still the intro. We shouldn't be getting this deep into it. But, like, and, <laughs> so, and now some of the weird stuff is starting to come through because he, he's just letting it fly. He's letting his freak flag fly, man. Why not? What what, do they, what are you going to do? What was the, the thing? So, it's like you start telling a white male in his 20s and 30s that he's God, and at some point he's inclined to believe you. Part of the problem is the hero worship we do of our quarterbacks, and it creates guys like this. And quarterback is the most overrated position in all of sports. As was proven last night, um, Patrick Mahomes was not the MVP of the Super Bowl. Should last not night. have been no. But but they just give it to the quarterback of the winning team. As a matter of fact, not that this does any better, but they should have given it to the quarterback of the other team. Sands one stupid fumble where he just dropped the yeah. ball that got returned for a touchdown. Jalen Hurts was the best player in that game last night. Yeah. Outside well, and of the thing the that Kansas City offensive line, but like you can't right. give an individual award to a group. Well, then give it to the center. Give it I to don't know. Pacheco because what changed the game in the second half is they ran the ball way more, and then threw off of the pat off of the run. Like right. the running game is what changed that and helped them score in the second half. And if you're paying attention to the football part of it, what happened is they started running the ball really well, and Pacheco played great. Uh, like a kid out of nowhere playing from Rutgers, ending up out mm-hmm. there. Uh, fantastic game by him. Fantastic game all around. Everybody played a great game, I thought, except for the refs. Yeah, uh, and, but and you know, and that end, and it's kind of stole and, and from the and thunder and of how it, great a game it was. It, and in the end, Devonte Adams has zero rings. Uh, Matt Lafleur has zero rings, and Matt Nagy and MVS have a ring. <laughs> all right. How about all right. That? We're going to keep all that, that up here up front. Chan, you see that at the end of the game, Chan Hetty said on that note, I'm going to call, hang it up and call it a career. Oh, good for him. Yeah, good on that guy. Like, good for no, him. <laughs> That's <laughs> Way nice. to make the most of a moment, man. That was yeah. great. Like, yeah. hey, you know, I'm career backup Chad Hetty here. On the back, the back end of this, <laughs> now I did pull off one really good drive when uh, Mahomes first got hurt in, in the playoffs. But uh, beyond that, I've done nothing for about the last 10 years. I'm going to call it a career. Have a good night, boys and girls. Fabulous. Good on you, Chad. Yeah. I would like to have that. Make millions of dollars, do very little, and then walk off. Uh, that's good. All right. It's the best gig right. on earth. You can get it. <laughs> and we are keeping all of this up in the front end because Packers Talk is not part of the main event. But what we no. will bring you now. I don't want to talk about no, no. 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 We're done with it now because now we're going oh. to move into the part of the show that we like to call the darkness. Our, our main oh. event. <laughs> Starting things off with the main event. Yes, we're not in the darkness. Uh, it feels like the darkness sometimes, and that would be a great Aaron Rodgers podcast. And if we could actually use the darkness song uh, uh, called Love to Open right. It Up, that'd be great. But yeah, but we're not going to do this. Shevitz. And we're going to talk yeah. about the Bucks because the Bucks oh, are not God. darkness. The Bucks are 10 no. games of light in this world. They are brilliant uh, lights in our life right now. And they did it, Aaron. We got, we got Crowder, and he's just not going to play for the Bucks just yet. Uh, he's going to be waiting until it's like he didn't play for the Suns all year either. But right. But they say he's working out. He's getting ready. Uh, he'll be coming in after the All-Star break. But uh, I mean, I mean that makes, it makes it makes sense. Yeah. He didn't play for the Suns all year. Um, you know, and after you after you land the guy, which, you know, the Bucks gave up Serge Ibaka, who they were going to just cut anyways. Uh, Jordan Noir, who wasn't getting any play anyways, and a bunch of second round picks, which. You know, with the Bucks over the next five years are probably going to be at the back end of the second round, which I mean, everyone's like, well, Jokic was picked in the second round. He's like, he was picked early second round. Like, let's not pretend that anybody's ever really been picked in the late part of the second round. So, I mean, it's okay, but I mean, some things are coming to light about like Jay Crowder voluntarily sought off that set off this team this year. Because he didn't, you know, he's a malcontent, basically. Um, we like him because he's from Marquette. Mm-hmm. We like him because he's from, you know, he's he Milwaukee. beat us up guy. when he's around uh, on other teams playing the Bucks. He he tends to do really well against us. So, Right. Yeah. I mean, and and I think I said this when his name first popped up 
uh, in free agency. So probably about two months ago. Um, if anything, it's subtraction by addition, addition by subtraction. Yeah, yeah. At least we don't have to play him at any point because he tends to torture <laughs> the box. Yeah, but it... so if they could, if they could just go get Al Horford too, that'd be great. Jeez. Oh, yeah, but it's been a fantastic. I think it's a good idea. Uh, it and and seeing Noara and Hill go really just does tell you that hopefully they're going to be playing Bochamp more. I think he's earned right. it. Um, I do miss talking about Noara the Explorer. Uh, but yeah, no, it's, I, I think that that's a good thing to get him out there. Television. I love that. They put that up in the, the arena, you know, right? You've, no, you've I know. I know. Dora the Explorer is the worst show ever, though. Yeah, <laughs> so bad. Oh, it's no, so no. Bad. Mickey Mouse Clubhouse just makes me want to die. No, I can at least the <laughs> opening song that one and Oh Toodles. So, I mean. No, I, I can't stand Toodles. Okay. But uh, either way, uh, the other thing, too, is Joe Engel's getting a, a very nice run is at least a a valuable guy to come in there and do some of the stuff that we kind of hope we get from Ibaka anyhow. Uh, I mean, he's playing more more towards the three-point line, but he adds a little height out there and adds a little bit of ability to change up our defense some. Uh, and that's he, he, really all you're looking he, for from him. I mean, he's Joe Ingles, man. That's what Joe Ingles is. And he yeah. has that big guy outside game, so Lopez doesn't have to do it. And if we and, had 2012 Ibaka, that would be amazing, but we don't. Right, exactly. Like we were just talking about, like, yeah, Prime Ibaka was, uh, was absolutely great. But uh, mm-hmm. uh, no, so, I mean, so, yeah, Nora Hill, and, and some would argue that Hill being gone is the best thing to happen to this team. Mm-hmm. Serge Ibaka's done nothing, and actually some are regretting that we ever let DiVincenzo go in the first place for him because <laughs> DiVincenzo's turned out pretty good and now is with Golden State, Golden State, yeah, that's the place for and, him to be. Yeah, yeah, and so like DiVincenzo is a good player. Serge did nothing, um, so that's great. Nora somehow, like we were talking about, friend of the show, Pete met him at a uh, a veterans banquet uh, last year, and he point blank asked him, you know, um, why uh, why Coach Bud doesn't play him, and he basically said he was in Coach Bud's doghouse and he didn't know why. So he's not going to get out of that doghouse. Like we've yeah. said before, young if Giannis was up and coming out of Greece right now and Bud was coach, he'd never succeed. No. You know, so he trusts his veterans. Letting George Hill go is a big deal, though, because that's Bud's boy. Like, yeah. the only reason why he gets so much play is because he's on this team, and that's coach. So um, He does things every now and then. He does a li- just enough to kind of – it was like yeah. the old Ron Wolf sort of thing. You get a guy and you keep a guy because he's going to help you win one game. And George Hill does that. He he steps in sometimes and he wins you a game because you're like off the bench. He'll drop 15 out of right. nowhere. But, but, but we don't need it. that. We don't need that. We don't need that play right now on this team. This team. Oh, right. And that's the greatest thing about this whole. It's trade, a luxury. That yeah. You, that that you you trim the fat off the bottom. The players that weren't getting in the game. Like short of Thanasis, who will always just have the last bench spot. Um, yes. <laughs> anyways, um, <laughs> it's the price, the price you pay for having the best player on earth. Okay. Anyways, it's fine. Aaron, Aaron Rodgers wants Randall Cobb. I guess. Uh, I guess Giannis can have his brother on the team. Um, but anyways, um, a good locker room guy from what it sounds like too. Everybody no, seems no, to enjoy and, him. Yeah, no, he's good Thanasis energy. Is an amazing locker room guy, and he's the, he's he's the, he's the team hype man. Like, yeah, he obviously is. Like he's an energy guy him. who gets everybody going. He he seems to have a good rapport with and the that entire th- team. That thirteenth, twelfth, thirteenth player doesn't play anyways. So, yeah. but uh, so 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 you got rid of Nora and Hill, who Hill was losing favor anyways. Friend of the show, Pete, uh, uh, let me know from uh, Africa that on the Austin Rivers podcast that uh, one of one of the swear words in my Bucks vocabulary might be one of the people that they're trying to pick up off the uh, scrap heap here. Ooh, wait, what? Who? Br- one Bryn Forbes. Bryn Forbes. Oh yeah. Oh my God, make me so mad. You and him both. Oh, shooters got to shoot. Got to shoot. I heard that for a whole <laughs> season. A whole season. I'm like, this dude keeps missing. Like, what What am I missing here? I'm like, oh, no, you just need to let him shoot some more. And then somewhere it was like, uh, yeah. He yeah, as long as he's not a starter. Yeah, you're right, Aaron. You're right. Good job. Yeah, you had it that year. He he did pretty well during that regular season. But, yeah, his playoff run was oh, abysmal. God. And it, it was killer. Was like, and he had to come off the floor. Yeah. Oh, just and just, just hucking. Just hucking, too. 
mm-hmm. like not setting up and shooting good threes. Like if if if, if you're Lillard out in in Portland, you can huck some threes. Yeah, because like, you're that good. Like that did. dude's amazing. Steve Stephen Curry can hawk some threes. Brandon Forbes, mm, mm, no, you can't. So, oh, by the way, I wish Damian Lillard was on this team. How can we make that happen? Uh, I don't think like that dude's that. just a good human being in general. Like I've seen a couple of interviews with him. Like, how can we get that dude on this team? Not, I don't like, know how that like, works. But let's. I don't know how it works either because Chris let's... Middleton and Drew Holiday are both gone. If that happens, but, all right, yeah. So where we are is where we, we have this team now and we're we're kind of through we're through all the deadlines and all that stuff. So uh feeling very comfortable with this. This adding into a team that now wins ten in a row, like you just said, Lakers, you know, after LeBron beats the record because the projection was he was gonna break the scoring record, Kareem's scoring record against mm-hmm. Milwaukee. So it'd be the Lakers and Milwaukee, Kareem's two teams. Uh, but he broke it the day earlier and then sat out in celebration and not a great game by the Bucks, especially with LeBron out, uh, winning by only nine on the road. But you that's know, you get the win. Game, man. Yeah. I mean, that's that's after eight straight wins and playing West Coast, uh, and then they come mm-hmm. back and beat the the uh, pardon me the Clippers for the second time in about on a, a back, week and a half. Yeah, too. Yeah. So you know, you don't have to even leave the arena. You can just hang out there, and they get two in a row there against the Lakers, Clippers to round out a 10-game winning streak. But now we get to have the Celtics come in. And like I said, right before the All-Star break, uh, having this this streak, having... I mean, the trade's not going to do anything for this team just yet. Because like we just said, not till after the All-Star break. There's two games to the All-Star break. I think the Bucs have circled this one. I really do. I feel like this is one the Bucs will win. They're going to be playing at home. They've got all the juice. They've got all the juice. Right. I mean, the Celtics are the best record in the NBA. Sure. Uh, Bucks coming in. Denver? Denver? Uh, I believe yeah, it's, it's just it's them. Right there, yeah, yeah, it's right there. Um, yeah, they're uh, 41 and 16, and Denver is 40 and 18. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so, best record in the NBA, but they're coming into Milwaukee. Milwaukee off a 10 game winning streak. Uh, everything seems to be rolling really well. Uh, Middleton's times uh, keep increasing. He continues to produce. He looks great out there. He is moving really well. His fadeaway jumpers are looking fantastic. His getting to the rim looks really good. He looks as good as he as he ever has at this point. Like he's in that zone. So I feel very good about. First off, yeah, he's coming off of an injury, but he hasn't had all the the little pushing, the little bumping, the little everything. Uh, his body's pretty fresh because he has been just basically prepping himself for this and that's that's it this whole season so he is no games in uh leading into this little stretch here and it's been i think it that that helps to a certain degree uh, i really I, I guess i'm way more confident about this team heading into the break right now against the celtics and i if anything they'll overlook the bulls <laughs> you know what i mean right no and and, and you're you're dead on right like that's the, that's that the ankle biter is going to be the problems um so i was just looking at while you were while we were talking i was just looking on seat geek you can get a decent <laughs> well you can get in the arena for 55 bucks tomorrow night uh because it's a uh it's a tuesday night uh-huh. which that helps, but uh, date night big, at the I, box. Well, because I was, I was like, how much are those tickets going to cost? And I'm like, oh, it's a Tuesday night. You know, it's the early game, but it's a Tuesday night. Yeah, so you can get in the door for fifty five bucks on SeatGeek, and that doesn't include um, other places. I just went there first. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you're right. No, they're they're getting into the groove. Chris Middleton has looked good coming back, um, and you know, me and you have always been. You know, we're we're Packers apologists, so we. Uh, we always uh, tend to the side of players being fully healthy before they come back. Okay. Um, yeah. And, uh, you know, so Chris Middleton got hurt, obviously, in the playoffs last year and didn't play for a long time, came back for a little bit, didn't work. They pulled him back out again, and they and they held him out long enough so he got healthy again, and now he's on a pitch count. And uh, when he's out there, he looks good. And it was very obvious against that uh, in the Lakers game, actually, because they're having problems – The those the the backup Lakers were giving the the Bucks holy heck the other night. Just <laughs> it, it was not not a pretty game for the Bucks. And um, you know, uh, Bob Uecker once said uh, one zero is still a win, and that's basically what that Lakers game was. But uh, 
at some yeah. point you were thinking, is Bud going to put Chris back out there? Because this is borderline embarrassing. Like what's what they're doing right now. Mm-hmm. And he didn't. And that's to his credit because Chris needs to just work his way back into it. And I, I think the same thing with Jay Crowder. I mean, he hasn't played all year. You, you got to figure he hasn't just been sitting on the couch like I do, you know, pounding donuts and beers and, uh, <laughs> you know, putting on a, putting on a spare tire. But, uh, you know, you can't replicate an NBA basketball game. I mean, how many miles do they run every night up and down the court? Um, so it's going to take a little bit for him to get back to. And I hope the Bucks are smart about it because the Bucks don't need him to win. The Bucks need him to win a championship. Yeah, they need him to win in the playoff level. That's right. Not what they, they need here. He's 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 the new PJ Tucker, right? <laughs> so they need him to be healthy and ready to go come day one of the playoffs. Yeah. They they don't they don't pull this trade if if that's not the mindset. You know, yeah. Horst has been pretty good about a move so far. You know, Chris Middleton getting hurt in the second round against the the Celtics is potentially the only reason why they don't have two championships two years in a row. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, no, I'm, I'm big on it. And I, I think, I think the bucks will be fine. I think, like you said, rolling into the, rolling into the, uh, all-star break, there's a lot of positivity with this team. You, yes. I, I, I'm sorry. I, I wasn't listening to you because I was looking at uh seat geek and then going, <laughs> Oh my God, I should go to the game tomorrow night. Um, <laughs> For, for for 56 bucks that seems yeah. well well worth it um so but, the other uh, thing is it feels like the bucks held back something i mean the clippers they, they beat them pretty easily in the second one so i mean Giannis only ends up with 30 minutes i mean that's 30 minutes but it's not he usually gets a little bit more than that he played more than that against the lakers because it was getting a little closer there uh they didn't play uh, Chris they, they, at all. They had to they had to pull the fire they had to pull the fire alarm at the end of that game right there. Like, oh, if we don't we, we shouldn't be losing to this yeah. team. Like, this is bad. <laughs> Javon Carter gets 17 minutes. Mamukalashvili gets 10 minutes, 25 right. from Joe Engels. Uh so yeah, and 19 minutes from Matthews. So they, they got some good minutes off the bench in that game. Yeah. Uh, and so they're absolutely crushing it. Also, too, before we get off the box, I, I do want to bring up that um uh so Kareem's been in the news a lot lately here because he just had his record broken, mm-hmm. which he held for almost 40 years. And yeah. it's, it's you know, it's Kareem. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you look at younger pictures of Kareem, him and Giannis's physical makeup was not that different. Really, Giannis, if, if he didn't have modern technology, would look still like Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, you know, a little bit longer yeah. and leaner. But young Lou Cinder was a beast like that dude was built like uh an outdoor lavatory made of bricks there we go uh, boom yeah, he, he, was a, <laughs> he was a big guy and he was in an interview this week and i'm going to paraphrase here because i don't have it right in front of me but it just popped into my mind and that he said that he wishes that he would would have had the ability to do what giannis does now when he was younger and could actually run He's like, I was always told as a big man to stand under the hoop, not to run. Don't you dare, you know, get out in front of it. Yeah. Don't you, you know, be in transition. Where Giannis, that's where he's at his most dangerous is in transition. And Kareem was yeah. basically like, if I could have done that when I could still run, he's like, I would have, I would have, I would have been, you know, it'd take three, four more years for LeBron James catch up to my scoring because I would have yeah. been, I would have been scoring more than Wilt Chamberlain, you know. And well, imagine to, if Will yeah, Chamberlain had been told he could run. Right, the big guys were supposed to stay under the bucket, and even if it was in transition, hang behind the half, 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 um, half court line, in case they came back, because you have to defend the hoop. Right. You know, imagine if Wilt in. had been able to run like he could, because that guy was also, <sighs> yeah, no, like Wilt an Olympic quality volleyball player. Yeah, he was super fast. Yeah, he he was could move. Really, uh, yeah, absolutely. But yeah. that's not what they used to do. You know, and Wilt kind of did that stuff you imagine know, if, you kinda, if you could if you couldn't touch people did, like you could kind of did whatever he wanted to do anyways and did. it's just there's not enough footage for it right i mean that dude that dude averaged 50 points a game in a season i mean it's just it's stupid with no three pointers so he's so far ahead of the curve 
Yeah. He, he, well, some, someone would argue that there's no three-pointers for Giannis either. So <laughs> 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 anyhow, but yeah, no, and it was just, it was, it was a, a real thing to think about with Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, who, if there's anyone who has, you know, kind of the same physical makeup, he came out of college so fine-tuned mm-hmm. as opposed to Giannis, who is a street rat from Greece who came over here and you know is rough is still rough he's in his almost 10th year and he's still rough that's that's he's still getting better yeah of it all he's still getting better but like if there's one player you could compare him to it would be Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and you know Kareem just saying you know even though he had the most impossible shot to block ever the skyhook just being like god if I could just run like how this guy runs when I was young and I could actually run you know, because by the time we got to like uh, 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 primetime Lakers and the Showtime, you know, yeah. prime, Showtime Lakers in the '80s, Kareem was already 15 years in. Man, he couldn't run anymore. It's like like when Shaq got to the Lakers. You know, like still dominant, could still do it, but you know they weren't they weren't 21, 22 years old and could run up and down the court. Mm-hmm. You know, and you know it's 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 and Shaq is one of the biggest defenders of Giannis too. You know. Him and Barkley, all these big guys who like just watch this guy run like a seven foot gazelle down the <laughs> court and dunk at will. And they're all just thinking, I had, I was told to stay in the key and just, you know, just do big guy things. Yeah. Just, just do big guy things. And they're watching this guy who's <laughs> seven foot James <laughs> or seven foot, uh, seven foot Westbrook, you know, like enjoy it, Bucks fans. This is. This is this is the apex. Yeah, you know, this good. is it right here. You know, enjoy what enjoy what Horst and what they in the team of people up top are doing to put around him because they're doing a damn good job. Mm-hmm. They're putting very good complimentary players around him. If you're like, oh, we can't, you know, like I just said, like let's get Dame Lillard on this team. That's that's you can't do that. And you know what? And if you want to start playing games like the Phoenix Suns and the Nets are, and well, look what they've got accomplished from that. Yeah. But talking and Golden, about and Golden, and Golden State, even though they had Durant on the team, that whole core is what they drafted. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if you want to talk about running big men, that's something that Marquette has in space. Yes. Oh, Boom. Yeah. This is translations, people. This is a professional organization we run here. Yes. Uh, but yeah, Igadar on Prosper bounce back. Last week, because we came to you on Tuesday due to my illness and everything. Uh, we did get to talk about that UConn game, uh, which is such a weird hiccup for this team. They beat UConn previously, but playing on the road in the Big East, they had a they had a bad game, and it's just one of the worst shooting games they've had all year. I mean, they were forty four percent from the the floor and twenty three percent from deep. Coming then to play Georgetown at Georgetown, uh, they shot forty eight point four percent from three. <laughs> all right, so. Uh, yeah, they get uh, four of nine from Cam Jones. Prosper goes two of four from deep. Uh, two of six from Joplin from deep. Not, I mean, not fantastic for him, but still. Uh, Ross comes in, gets two of two. Jones gives you two of three. Uh, even Gold comes in one of three. They did that where they shortened up the bench a little bit again. They only went four deep into the bench. But the, after that game where you know, Igadar on Prosper... Just didn't get him anything against UConn. 14 for Migodaro, uh, 11 for Prosper, 14 for Jones, 14 for Kolek, which, I mean, that's not his that's not his deal, generally speaking, but he gets eight assists and 14 points. Um, great game there. He is just such a great ball handler and distributor. He can get the ball uh, into people. His passing is phenomenal. Uh, I, I love watching Kolek play. Igodaro and Prosper as big guys who can move are fantastic. Uh, Igodaro is such a great defender down low too. Uh, and Joplin, give him the, the spark off the bench as well, has been great. Uh, they go into uh, Georgetown and they come out with the win, uh, 89-75. The loss after they get to finally being in the top 10 is just frustrating because it drops them down one spot. They're now 11. They're now ranked number 11. Uh, but you have to feel good about this team. Uh, they're looking at a, you know, like a, a three seed. If they keep this up and if they have a run and win that Big East, you're talking about a possible two seed. And if you're in Marquette, if you're living downtown Milwaukee, you're, you're sitting there thinking, 
This is gonna be a one seed team. This is this is the year. This is final four team. And this mm-hmm. could be. Uh the only problem is you just want to stay as far away from Purdue as possible, even though Purdue lost to Northwestern just now. Truth. Uh, but still, and this is one of the better Northwestern teams we've seen, but still, uh, gosh, that this this Purdue team is so good. And the Purdue team is a team that played Marquette and beat them badly earlier this year. Uh, but yeah, I mean, like, they've got a couple guys. They've got the ability to go in there. The biggest bugaboo they have is a, a big man, and Purdue's really got that. they got a seven-footer who can move. No, no, and yeah. you kind of nailed it. You nailed it on that one too. You're right, and the the problem with being <laughs> being a number two is that they're number not protected two. from having to play against Purdue. No, the only yeah, way no, you're protected from playing Purdue is if you're be another one. one. <laughs> yeah. yeah, or being a number three. I guess. Yeah, then you get them late. Um, yeah, yeah, I mean, you'd have you to play still, them. You in the... still be in the same same uh, quarterfinal, yeah. But I mean, I just meant like in the first couple. Well, yeah, you wouldn't play them in the first couple rounds, anyways. You'd play them. Got a minute. You want to avoid them as long as possible. Math in general, yeah. So. This Purdue team is so good right now. They just feel like as long as possible, you want to avoid that team, um, and just 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 stay away from it. I mean, like right. this is the thing where, like back in the day, you would have said this would have been a hard game because you know, of course. Of course, you know, Georgetown's going to have a big man, but they don't, I mean, what are they getting from some of these big guys? I don't see anything much here. Um, they don't even play what's listed on here. Well, I'm just trying to, uh, 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 an actual true center in their starting group. They have, uh, well, you'll love this. They have Matumbo, uh, but he's he's coming off the bench as a center, gets seven points. I love that. I love that Bobo and Matumbo are players in the NBA right now. Ryan Matumbo. Uh, right. from Atlanta, Georgia. He is, he's, you know, he's seven foot two and a center at Georgetown. And yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I mean, that's other than that. They do have another seven footer, Malcolm Wilson. Uh, he's, geez, he's a junior, but I mean, like I'm not seeing, I mean, he didn't do anything in this. Uh, yeah. Georgetown doesn't have, they, they have height, but they don't have height that can be on the floor long enough to do anything to really hurt Marquette. And so right. that's that's kind of where where they're in a really sweet spot with this league and what they've got that there's not a lot of teams that are really gonna be able to get in there and hang with with what they can do uh, defensively and offensively. Like they can score, they can just move the ball and they can get through things. So it's yeah, they're looking good. So like coming up ahead, there's only five games left. One of which is still a to be determined time. They're gonna play number sixteen Xavier at home coming up on Wednesday. Uh, the 15th and then the 21st, they're going to play number 18 Creighton uh, in Omaha. All right. So those are two good games. Xavier's going to be a rough one. Uh, Xavier was, I mean, they beat them earlier this year. They're one of the now three losses in conference. They have uh, Xavier Providence and Yukon. Uh, so then, yeah. And then, so they'll have those two and then they'll finish with DePaul at Butler and then St. John's at home. Uh, those three, I think they got a really good. I mean, I think they'll win those three. Uh, and in my heart of hearts, I really think they'll win all three of these. I think getting Xavier at Fiserv is going to be one they'll win. Uh, getting them at home, right. I mean, playing in Cincinnati was a rough one, and they played them very tight in that game. That was a that was a good game. That was an incredible game to watch. Uh, and they just, I mean, they lost. They got pulled away a little bit late, 80, uh, 80 to seventy six. So it was a four point game, and just. You know, they needed Kolek to score 25 in that one. It was a strange type of game. Uh, but, I mean, like, I think they beat Xavier. Creighton's the one that, in my mind, I circle as the next one to be a little more concerned about here. Uh, but I think they win the last three. So Creighton, I think, is the only tripping one left for them. Uh, and then, yeah, just see how they, they end up finishing it here. They're on top of the Big East standings right now. But that is, they have... They're, they're one game ahead. Xavier and Creighton are half game back because they have a game yet to play to catch up. So the Marquette is 12 and three. Uh, Xavier and Creighton are 11 and three. So they can either tie or move a full game back uh, either way. So we'll see how that kind of plays out. And yeah, five games to go to get ready for the Big East tournament. And that's, uh, that'll be interesting because this is the, this is this is where we're going to have the weird juxtaposition because we're going to move into Wisconsin next. Uh, Marquette is just talking about seeding. 
Like they're in. I mean, they're just in, right? I mean, right. just they are only talking about seeding at this point, and they're they're going to win four or five of their last five games here. Uh, now you know, knock on wood, and then they're going to go into a tournament. Then they'll have a really good shot of a deep ride uh, into this tournament, and we'll see how that all goes. But I really trust this Marquette team to get this done. I think Shaka Smart is a great coach, and I think he understands how to coach the guys who are on his team. And I think that that'll be. I think they're going to be great. I think it's going to be a fun time to watch Marquette basketball this year. And we'll kind of see some of these guys, what they're going to do in the off season. And are they all coming back? And I think, uh, I don't know. I think a bunch of them will, but we'll have to see. I haven't been looking at mock drafts for NBA yet. Uh, but yeah, let's, uh, we're going to move into the darkness now. Like you were talking about, <laughs> because oh. this Wisconsin basketball team is, Oh, it's oh, garbage. So went, oh, that was a hard right right there. Okay, yeah. Yes, you are, this Wisconsin you are basketball correct. team, oh they God, were up they're... by 17 at one point in the second half and then get <laughs> pummeled. They lose by 10 to Nebraska. Uh, it's after that close call with Penn State and getting swept by Northwestern, by the way, uh, this team, they have to go. Like, I don't know. They may win one game the rest of the year, and that's Minnesota, and I don't know that they'll win that. And Minnesota's the worst team in the Big Ten. They are the worst team in the Big Ten, and I don't know that the Badgers can beat them at this point. Um, I did some – I was just looking at a couple things here. I was looking at just who is the leading scorer in each game and what are the records based on who the leading scorer is. If it's Connor Asijin, the Badgers are 2-2. Two and two. All right? The freshman guy who can really shoot. Uh, and he's a little here and there, hit or miss, which means he's only led the team in scoring four times. Badgers are 2-2 two and two in those games. If it's Tyler Wall, who, by the way, was also injured and missed significant time, uh, they're three and one. If it's Stephen Crowell, they're three and one. If he's the leading scorer, if it's Chucky Hepburn, they're four and five. They are, however, seven and five when Chucky Hepburn leads in assists. So, so when he, so when Hero Ball is playing, right, and that's what this was like. You just knew you can watch the team understand that that what's going to happen is Chucky Hepburn will not. Like he's just going to dribble and shoot. Not a tough drive to the rim where he's going to try to force the other team to foul him and let him get free throws. Because this team, I don't... It's so frustrating. All the things that they do wrong, they don't drive to the hoop and get the, the fouls. They don't go strong to the hoop. They let themselves get blocked all the time. All the time. And rather than going up hard to the hoop and getting fouled, they just go up soft and get, get uh, blocked. Uh, Chucky well, will not drive to the hoop. Instead, he'll he'll just do the, some weird jump back fadeaway that he misses 67, 80, 70% of the time, easily. And he right. does it every time as if it always works, and it doesn't. Um, it, it is so frustrating to watch this team. Since they got to that one point, the high water mark here, right? Uh, they beat Minnesota, and they were undefeated in the conference. They were ranked... Uh, I think they were, what, 14th, 15th at the time? And then they went to Illinois. And that was January 7th when they walked in Illinois. Uh, Illinois was unranked, and the Badgers were ranked, and they were rolling. The Badgers are 3-8 and eight since that happened. Right. From that game onward, 3-8, and eight, they've lost to Michigan State at home I at Indiana, who was, not, who was in a three-game losing streak as well. Uh, they've lost, or they beat Penn State. They lose twice to Northwestern. It's just, I mean... Right. Yeah. Unbelievable. It is an unbelievable thing that they have now been this year. They will play three games against Northwestern and Nebraska. They will lose all three of those games. You you're done. You cannot make the tournament at that point. No. And I think Greg Gard is done. I mean, and it may not be fair. I mean, like it really may not be, but that's kind of sports. And this is the worst looking team that clearly is just kind of lost faith in him. And you'd, We've said it, right? There's a new AD in town, right? Absolutely, no. It's and yeah, um, it, it's, and we said it last week on this very program. Like, yeah. if if you're if if Chris is fire fireable, then anyone is. Yeah. So I just don't know. And, and there, if you're willing to let Leonard go and fire Chris, then yeah, I. It, it, I mean, Minnesota, Minnesota, who's been a dumpster fire. They hired Patino's kid for a couple of years. Yeah. Uh, right. I mean, Ohio yeah. State, who's not even that you're losing to Northwestern. Like it's 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 not working like Greg Gart. I, God, I think we talked about this last week, too, is that 
Greg Gard basically was saying, like in a post game presser, he's like, he's like, basically threw his own team under the bus. Which, when you throw your own team under the bus about like certain players not, you know, being engaged and other ones, you know, doing taking all the shots, you've lost your team, man. Like it, it's, it's done. Like it, it's done. Like, well, and let's let's take a look at the future here. Currently, 24 seven sports has Wisconsin as the. 39th ranked recruiting class. They have three commits, a four star mm-hmm. and two three stars. Mm-hmm. Um, by the way, in state Marquette, uh, where are they at? They were a top 20 team. Yeah, no, 22nd. They're 22nd. They have also a four star and two three stars on their three commits, but their rating is higher. They're right there with Illinois, uh, Mizzou, Alabama, Ole Miss, K State. Uh, Wisconsin's down here, two below Minnesota. Uh, behind Rutgers, mm-hmm. who's 36, they're down there with Gonzaga, Georgia. I guess. Well, you know, Michigan. you know, you're in trouble as Wisconsin if Minnesota's actually getting their own recruits. Yeah, yeah, no, that could that's problematic. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. So yeah, they've got. Thank you, thank you for thank you for getting that. That took a little bit of time. So. <laughs> they do have Gus, who Gus Yeldon, the Gus Bus, who everybody's talked about because he's an in-state recruit, four-star. No, I'm sorry, he's from Indiana. I, I've just seen so much about him. I, I apologize. Uh, he's from Indiana. He's uh, 6'8". They, they list him as a high school center, but, I mean, he's not a center, really. He's a big dude. He's a thick guy, too. I mean, he's going to need to come in because he's going to have to replace Tyler Wall. They're going to – I think they've got one more year of crawl, uh, which, I mean, they got to find a way to actually get him involved in some way. They do, of oh course, have the uh, the kid from Lakeville, Minnesota, Nolan Winter. N- Nolan Winter from Minnesota. Come on, man. Beautiful. Yeah, I know, right? Uh, he's a 6'10 kid who's a power forward. He's 6'10, 190. So he's going to be a minute before he can play <laughs> Big Ten basketball. Chet Holmgren, right? Yeah, yeah. He is the first overall pick last year was that, that size, right? Yeah. Like Second ranked player in Minnesota, though. This the So. I, I think I think my left leg weighs 190 pounds <laughs> these days. <laughs> these days. <laughs> so, so speaking of thick, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. So that's yeah. that's the hard part. It's just watching some of that is just tough times, tough going. Well, I thought you meant getting off the couch and running. Get yeah, off the couch and running. That's not great days. either. Yeah, no. yeah, that's pretty rough for me these days. I'm opposed too. to all of it. But yeah, Badgers yeah. have Badgers have six games left, so they got to play Michigan twice. Rutgers, who is good. Iowa, who is, yeah, they're going to play Minnesota, who is terrible, but I don't know if they'll win. They're going to play them on the road. And then they're going to bring Purdue into the Kohl Center and then just. And probably win. Just they will what, probably beat Purdue. <laughs> right. It'll be one of those That's weird That's what will happen. They'll lose to all those other teams, and then they'll beat Purdue. They'll beat Purdue, and that'll be the only win they have the rest of the year. And, and I mean that because then they'll go into a Big Ten tournament where they'll have to play a good team early, and they'll be done, and they will not play in the tournament. They're not going to the NCAAs. It's. It is a statistical impossibility. I don't see it. I can't imagine it at this point. And uh, I mean, I'll be rooting for them in every game and watching this stuff, but I, they're so hard to watch I because watch. <laughs> I know they're not bothering to run the offense that their coach has taught them to run because I know what that looks like because it's Bo Ryan's offense. You know, <laughs> it's like, yeah, and they, they just no, don't. It's, 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 it's embarrassing. And, you know, like, and I'm not going to stray away from it. Like, I don't watch Badgers basketball. We don't know that at this point, yeah, right? I so, do. Yeah. And it's, I, I know you do because you're an alum and you're a good sports fan. But, uh, I mean, I'll watch it when it's not. But I, but I watch it. hurts my feelings. Was against Northwest, last time my son was against Northwestern, I was like, oh, this is what I signed up for. Oh, gross. So, um, <laughs> but, uh, no, I mean, like, can Macintosh make another poll like uh, getting uh, Luke Fickle for the for the for the football team? Is there a basketball version of Luke Fickle out there, <laughs> Luke Fickle that they can go get? I'm not sure offhand. We'll have to kind of see what what they get there. It'll be interesting, but I'm not sure right now. But... I mean, Mar- Marquette landed the the big deal, and so you know, so they got the coach the coach that. Yeah get them to the next level i i just wonder that and uh so no i was uh texting back and forth back and forth a friend to show pete and uh he was he was looking back at him he's like hey i finally just listened to our our podcast where you guys had me on and i talked the whole time that was the and point yeah I, I feel bad about that i was like 
that's the point. We did that with Andy Herman when he was on too. Like, we, we bring you here to talk about basketball in Wisconsin because John's got kind of an interest in the Badgers. I'm I watch Marquette. The, this Marquette I'm, team is so watchable. Oh, yeah, I'm watching you, this. Yeah, you, true story. And I'm actually, uh, actually, that was, the, that was the other part where I wasn't listening to you there was like, oh, what's the next Marquette game? Maybe we'll go to the Pfizer <laughs> for that. Um, sorry. That's what I do when we do our podcast. If you paid me, maybe I'd pay attention better. But anyhow, um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh no a friend of the show pete was saying that uh saying that and uh i was like no man that's why we have you on here like you know w- w- basketball's becoming a big thing in wisconsin for the first time i mean the, the badgers had a good run in the mid aughts or in the mid teens you know but besides that we haven't had anything to cheer for he's like Oh yeah, it turns out I do know a lot about Milwaukee basketball. Yeah, you do, and you can. A friend of the show, Pete, you can come back anytime. Yeah, I know. I know it's a little tough <laughs> schedule overseas right now, but man, yeah, just come in here and you, we'll just let you have the. Uh, we'll let you have the forum. You can have that. <laughs> All right. Oh, so that's that's really where we are. We haven't gotten to baseball just yet, but uh, we will get there eventually. But right now we're going to focus in on, on, on these things and, and see what we've got here. But from here on out, we're going to you know move on to the, the lesser covered sports, I guess, and give you everything that we have here in the segment of the show that we lovingly call our last call. Time to look around and get your bearings. It's time for the last call. All right, last call. Like the last couple of weeks, we're going to start with some wrestling. Just, just for Aaron, because I want to give Aaron that that little bit there. Because it's so I exciting. actually, I actually saw some of uh, the um, Wisconsin Minnesota match at Goolsby's the other day at uh, nice in Milwaukee. Yeah, they, we were at Major Goolsby's downtown. In terms of matches, they split five and five, but Minnesota gets the win in this one, 19 to 15, number 23 ranked Minnesota, number 15 ranked Wisconsin. Again, this is one where if, if you just had, if, I mean, if we had our top ranked, you know, number two ranked in the, in the country, but our best wrestler still out. Uh, Austin Gomez, not in it. One uh, 49. And that turns into a fall. So that's six points right there. That's a big swing. Garrett Modal then gets the win. Uh, number 18 ranked Garrett Modal at 157. Dean Hamidi, number six at 165, gets the win as well by decision. Mm-hmm. Then major decision for Minnesota's Bailey, Ry- Bailey O'Reilly against Josh Otto. Skillings gets the win over Tyler Dow. But then we get a couple couple in a row here. Braxton Amos, number 20 ranked uh, wrestler at 197, gets the win. Uh, these are all decisions, though. They get no major decisions, no falls, no tech falls. Uh, Trent Hilger gets the win at one, or probably at two eighty-five. Eric Barnett comes back, gets the win, puts the Badgers up fifteen to thirteen at one twenty-five. But then, uh, last two go to Minnesota. Uh, they started at one forty-nine, so the last two wrestlers are one thirty-three and one forty-one, uh, in which Tyler Lamont and Joseph Zargo uh, both fall in uh, just straight decisions. 5-1 and one nothing. Zargo loses to 14th ranked Jake Bergeland. 15-19. The Badgers have not been winning in duels, but they continue to be ranked because they're hanging in there with all of the all of the ranked teams. Every single game, every single duel, pardon me, is yeah. a ranked team. And they will now go play you and I. They're gonna play Northern they will go Iowa. Wrestle you and I. Yeah. They don't play. They don't, you don't play. play in wrestling. Well, they're kind of planned. They're like, hey guys, let's go. <laughs> no, and, and no, what we talked about last week, and I'll right. say it again, because I always think that, you know, we overemphasize some things sometimes, then I realize that we're a weekly podcast, so you have to say these things. But like with Austin Gomez out at his weight class, it it is a detriment yeah. because you're not prepared to have a second wrestler behind him when you have wrestling's a weird sport like that. Like you, you don't carry a second, a, right. You don't have another one person at yeah. that weight class because he's so good. You're either going to have, if, if there's someone who's cl- even close to him, you're going to have him go up or down a weight class, or they're going to split town yeah. because they're not going to get around him. So that's a big deal. And when you lose by four points now, could have Austin Gomez made up that four point difference? Probably yes. like in a major well, decision. Yes. Well, no, that I mean, that was a fall. That was a six-point fall. So if he just gets a three-point decision, that's oh, a nine-point point. Yeah, swing. I didn't think about it that way. Yeah, good math, good math. You don't march out a kid that's going to get pinned, usually, because yeah. that's where your superstar is. You know, it's like, yeah. it, it's it, wrestling's weird like that. Like, it's 
it, it's not a team sport, but it's a team sport. Unlike pro wrestling, your buddy can't come off the bench and drop an elbow on the back of someone's head. <laughs> By the way, thank you for sending me that. Uh, oh, yes. That, that meme the that you sent me of, with uh, the... uh, Mick John Foley off the top rope. Yeah. Yeah. He had a, a meme from the Rihanna concert where, oh my God, that woman 80 feet up on the air on a platform while pregnant singing while pregnant. Crazy. Are you kidding me? You, I would have been laying on that thing. <laughs> just holding on to like, it. Like, just screaming, like, let me down right now. Everybody anyway, welcome to my new signal, which is let me down from here. It's way too high. <laughs> yeah. This is beautiful. Um, but yeah, so no, John sent me a, a meme. Uh, you can see it at yeah, check it out. Yeah, I've, I've pinned everybody on it, so you can just, go check it uh, out. Undertaker and uh, Undertaker and uh, Mick Foley, Foley yeah. dueling it out from Hell in the Cell. Anyways, so yeah. let's get back to real wrestling. Real wrestling. So, yeah, real it's, wrestling. it's rough to not have Austin <laughs> Gomez also, out there. The number two wrestler fun. at 149, is, right? He's the number two in the yeah. country at that weight class, and you replace him with an unranked uh, young guy. So, right. I mean, Aiden uh, Medora, I mean, good for him. So, I mean, like the entire difference in this game is number 10, Bailey O'Reilly gets a major decision, 14-10 over unranked Josh Otto. And then the pin uh, by number 15, uh, Michael Blockhus uh, over unranked Aiden Medora. Because it's five wins to five wins, but it's the pin and the major decision are are the difference right. in points. So, but okay, moving on. Uh, men's track and field, we just want to cover. They were at the Windy City Invite. Or open. Uh, they had a couple of good ones here. Uh, Bob Likings, who is a junior, uh, set a Wisconsin mark in the 5,000 meters. He finished fourth, but uh, beat his time. He ran a 1353.64 in the 5,000 meters. Uh, Adam Spicer, who is a sophomore, uh, ran a 356.61, finished second in the invitational mile, a sub four. A three fifty five point six one mile. I'm really jealous of those guys for those are incredible. Only cracked a five mile, a five minute mile once in my whole life. That's oh, yeah. God. That's that's so fast. I mean, yeah, Spencer you're running, is you're running. You're running sub four hundreds. Yeah. Yes. You're no, it's four crazy. straight sub four. You're running four straight sub sub minute 50, quarters. 50, you're running four straight fifty nine second four hundreds. Yeah. Uh, Abdullahi Hassan placed second in the 800. He ran a 1 minute 48.71 second 800. Uh, Sixth best in the Big Ten this season. In the 400 meters, Colin Enns placed seventh, but he in the 400 he runs a 48.76. Uh, Badgers also had a 10th place finisher in the 400. Uh, and we talked about uh, Cade Amborn. He finished sixth in the 60 meter. He ran an 8.12. Uh, and then grad student Sam Coyle, I think we talked about him last week. He ran, he threw 72 feet, three and a half inches on the weight throw. That's the fourth best in the Big Ten, 11th best throw in the NCAA this season. Uh, Badgers had two others in the top 10 as Jason Suarez uh, finished sixth. Then Cole Hooper finished, finished seventh. So yeah, so they had six, sixth, seventh, and first. So good on them for that. Uh, then they came back the next day. I like the other thing I saw in here is that the uh, I think the they had one here. It was like the fastest time run. Uh, Jackson Sharp, I think they said is he ran the three thousand meters uh, in seven minutes forty four point one seconds. Uh, and and they had a mention in here of uh, Chris Salinsky. It's like the best time someone's run since Chris Salinsky, who is. Just a legend of Wisconsin racing. If you don't know who that is, look up his Wikipedia page. He was the first. There, there were actually two of them on the same day. The first Wisconsinites ever to run sub five minute or sub four minute miles in Wisconsin on Wisconsin soil. Uh, the dude set the state records for the mile, the high school mile and two mile on the same day. I was there running security kind of things, running it for ROTC at lacrosse runs that for the state meet. That dude lapped the guy on the mile. On that's, the mile. I've seen it on the two. He's lapped yeah. the guy on the mile. It was the most insane thing I've ever well, seen. Yeah, I mean, just like the guy you were saying earlier that ran a, a 356, man. You got to be <laughs> lapping. You got to be lapping. Even in college, you're going to be lapping some dudes on that one. Yeah, it's that's crazy to talk about. That's, that's fast. I yeah. mean, that's... 
uh, D3 basketball in men's basketball, uh, UW White, or pardon me, uh, UW Oshkosh wins the regular season uh, conference championship. Uh, they finish there. Well, they're not done with the season, but they are 12 and one. Lacrosse is in second at nine and four. Uh, we had talked about it last week leading up to this. Uh, Oshkosh hosted Lacrosse this last week, beat them 91 88. Uh, they also played against UW Whitewater, beat them 72 to 68 at Whitewater. Lacrosse was able to, just before this, win an 82 to 42 win over Stout. Uh, and Eau Claire also ended up winning uh, two in a row this last week. They beat Stevens Point 80 to 72, and they beat Platteville 87 to 84 in overtime at Platteville. Uh, so those are the big ones uh, because it, you know, we talked about some of those games. This puts uh, Oshkosh beating Lacrosse and Whitewater in the last week. Those are the second and third place teams in the conference. So Oshkosh wins the men's regular season championship. And they are 19 and five overall, still doing very well. Uh, in women's basketball in the WIAC, UW Whitewater clinches the championship. Uh, they had their one game up on Eau Claire and Stout, but they've beaten them both. There's only one game left uh, in this season here. Uh, Whitewater beat Stout uh, 78 to 75 this last week, as well as uh, Lacrosse beating UW Oshkosh 56 uh, 42. Uh, Whitewater also beat Oshkosh uh, the day before, or a couple days before, 67 to 55, and so that's how that ends up this week. It'll be Oshkosh playing Stevens Point. Whitewater will play Platteville. Lacrosse will be at River Falls, and Eau Claire will be at Stout. Moving then into men's hockey, this is the best part. Uh, while the men's basketball team is completely ruining everything about everything. The men's yes. hockey team, oddly, beat number one ranked Minnesota this weekend. They split with I them. I saw that. But they split with them. But it's the they, first time Minnesota's been relevant in hockey. And well, they were very good last year. They were ranked number they were one good last year, but they were like in like a two decade skid there for a while. Yeah, uh, they, they've they've had a little rough patch here. They have not won a championship in 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 a while. Uh, right. And Wisconsin's, I think, won two since Minnesota won one. So mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, maybe just the one. I can't remember. But yeah, the first Either game. Way, they took, yeah, they took him down. It was great. Wisconsin gets a late goal from Brock Caulfield <laughs> to avoid the shutout. Basically, it was four nothing, and they come back and make it four to one. But then they come back Saturday and they beat Minnesota three to one. Minnesota got the first goal. Uh, our our buddy Cruz Lucius, uh, who was one of the higher rated recruits coming into this season, I was looking back at the one rankings. Of the best names ever in sports. Right, he's he's a well-regarded player, and I was looking back at the recruiting ranks because um, Judge Rick Swakis was uh, telling me that I needed more recruiting news, and so I'm giving him at least a little hockey. We talked a little <laughs> basketball recruiting. Cruz Lucius was part of a class that was ranked a top I 10 judge. class coming in this year, but you know they're very young. They got a bunch of guys, and none of them is you know Cole Caulfield. But Cruz Lucius gets the assist from Matthew uh, De Saint Fal. De Saint Fal uh, had a good takeaway in, in the center ice. Couldn't quite push the edge, so he crosses the blue line. Um, and, and the biggest thing about hockey is you want to be able to get a goalie going side to side. So he stops there. Good pass to Cruz Lucius, who is then coming back towards the pass and puts it, um, I think, stick side low against uh, the, the Minnesota goalie to tie it up uh, right at the end of the first period. I think there's about 21 seconds left. And then goals from Daniel Latch and Carson Bantle, uh, both assisted by Jack Horback. Uh, again, Horback also part of that recruiting class. Uh, looking good there, so they get a the game-winning goal in the second. They get a, a an extra goal in the second, and then nothing happens in the third uh, for scoring, at least. And the Badgers take down number one ranked Minnesota. So that's that's good. I mean, like it's anytime, something. Anytime, anytime when Wisconsin beats Minnesota, I mean that's great. Well, and we're looking at this in terms of this. This is the only thing that he's going to be able to hang his hat on. And I mean, you know, Granado trying to save his, his job here is they've, they've had a, a good recruiting class last year. They look like they've got a bunch of guys in this year who could be pretty decent. They have a very large class coming in next year. Like um, they have a guy who's already drafted. He's a late round pick. He's the seventh round pick by the Detroit Red Wings. Um, Owen Mellenbacher, uh, he's coming. He's a six foot two center, which is a big center. Um, not non basketball, but in hockey, it's a big center. Uh, Brady, Brady <laughs> Cleveland, who is a six foot four defenseman out of Wausau. 
Uh, I mean, like this is actually I'm looking at this. This 2023 class is huge. Uh, and I mean, like there's they have like 15 names on here, 20 names, uh, only one of which has already been, I guess, drafted. But Notre Dame's only bringing in one guy who was a seventh round draft pick. Minnesota's only bringing in one guy, but he was a first round draft pick by Chicago. But Wisconsin is adding a ton of names this next year. A couple guys there that were more interesting. Luke Lewandowski, like I said, Brady Cleveland, Mellenbacher. Uh, some of those names could be interesting. Uh, Zach Schultz is another guy. So, yeah, there's a lot of names there. It could be interesting to see. He's going to have to hang his hat on his recruiting to try to get uh, get get uh, McIntosh on his side at this point. So that'll be an interesting way to look at this. Uh, the women's team goes out and gets gets a – they played Minnesota as well. So – Friday night, they get a tie, 2-2 tie, officially a tie. But in terms of WCHA points, they go to the overtime, and I believe it was Britta Curl got the goal to give them the kind of unofficial win. It's a tie, but an overtime win uh, in terms of uh, WCHA scoring. And then they come back and get a 7-5 win on Saturday night. And this is playing in Minnesota. So number 8 Wisconsin beats number 3 Minnesota. And uh, that that should help them getting into the end here as they they round up the season. They will have to play Ohio State next. Uh, So that'll be a very tough one. That's going to be one that's going to kind of define how the season ends for this team because Ohio State is getting 19 of the 20 first-place votes in women's uh, hockey right now. If they can come into there and do well, uh, they do have them at home. So that's going to be a really tough one to watch this weekend. Everybody should watch that. It's going to be a great series. Uh, And... Women's sports in Wisconsin is the best sports. They, just, they are at this point. Uh, in terms of looking at men's hockey, Aaron, I know you're crestfallen by this, but uh, UW-Superior loses the point. They get swept uh, this weekend. Uh, they had a great sure. game Friday night. It was a 2-1 to one win. It was 1-1 one, one in the second period. Uh, Stevens Point comes back, gets the win. Uh, and they, they then come back the next night and beat them 4-1. to one. So Stevens Point wins the regular season championship. Uh, Eau Claire sweeps Stout, so Eau Claire now jumps up to second. So Stevens Point and Eau Claire will get the buys this weekend. River Falls sweeps Northland. So we'll, Superior finishes third, and they will play Northland, the last-place team. Uh, so they'll get two games at home. And then Stout finishes fourth, so they will host River Falls this weekend. In the NCHA, St. Norbert's actually got a, a split with number five uh, ranked Adrian. So that's that's fantastic for them. Aurora ranked top of the NCHA. Adrian second. St. Norbert still at third with that split with Adrian. Basically, it helped Aurora stay up on top there. Uh, Trine is fourth. Um, Milwaukee oh, School of Engineering. Trine. Yeah, Milwaukee School of Engineering fifth. So they will play Trine. Marion will play St. Norbert. Lake Forest will play Adrian. And Concordia of Wisconsin rounds out the teams making it into the playoffs. And they will play Aurora. On the women's side in the NCHA, St. Norbert ends up as the regular season champ. Uh, but then Aurora, Adrian, Lake Forest, Concordia of Wisconsin. Marion Lawrence and Finlandia all eliminated in this one this week. Uh, so, yeah, heading into conference championship play as we get ready for the NCAA tournament in men's and women's hockey. And there we are. We have rounded out everything that uh, that we can think of at this point to talk about uh, for the most part. So here we go. Anything else that you have to add here, Aaron, that you can think of? Yeah, um, just a couple things here. I uh, just uh, was I was trying to find something else out about um, back when I was coaching at Rhinelander, so I just Googled my own name, figuring that, figuring that would be the last thing that would actually <laughs> pop up that I've done. Turns out I've done a lot of things since then. Um, I learned mm-hmm. that uh, the last time I uh, finished a full marathon was when I was 26 years old. Okay. Um, at the Grandma's Marathon, and I finished it in uh four hours and 15 minutes. Hey, that's good. Um, but that was about the fifth one down the list. Um, actually, if you Google my name, um, <laughs> the second thing that shows up is when I got a fireworks um, uh, citation, I, citation two summers <laughs> ago, because I was shooting mortars in our front yard on 4th of July. And you can't do that in town, even though they yeah. sell them right down the street. 
uh, you can't do that. And then uh, the third one down was um, when me and you uh, ran uh, the uh, Spartan Dash at uh, nice. There we go at uh, Lambeau Field, <laughs> and that was uh, the thing that you wrote for Acme Packing. Sorry, I'm way off it now, but anyways, but yeah, uh, I think you wrote that article for Acme Packing, right? Oh, probably yeah. That back then it was titled uh, something else, and then I was actually disturbed by the fact that there's pictures of my children on Google, and I was like, "Oh dear!" I thought yeah. I did a really good job about that, but anyways, um, so yeah, no, that's all I uh, that I came up with, and I was just thinking, my God, I was in so much better shape back then. So that was thirty pounds ago. <laughs> that's what you've got for us. All right. Well, that's what no, I mean. That's what I know. I mean, when you were running through all the hockey stuff, that's what I was doing. I was You're like dead. just. I was just looking at things and stuff and things. Uh-huh. I, was, I was trying. I was trying to look at because uh, Nate Shoney was my fastest runner on the track team, and I was like, his mile. He he ran a, a four a four something mile, and I was trying to trying to find that, and I couldn't find it. So, anyways, yeah. my best I ran a four fifty two timed in a, an actual meet. I've done faster than that elsewhere, but no, my fastest meet was four fifty two. I broke five mile. I broke five minutes once. So yeah. yeah. All right. And well, thank my, you everybody my fastest, for my fastest two mile was eleven twelve. Oh, so that's good. That's very good. All right. Mm-hmm. Thank you everybody for uh, staying put with us while we wandered down the lane here a little bit. But uh, we appreciate having you with us from wherever you are around Wisconsin, the U.S. or around the world. Uh, we appreciate you joining us every week. Please remember to follow the show at Scotty Johnny Pod. You can follow me at Not So Humble Host, and you can follow Aaron at Cheddar Talk. And remember, whether you are on the town or on the go, it is always on Wisconsin. This has been the Scotty Johnny Podcast. Remember to find the boys on Twitter at Scotty Johnny One or online at ScottyJohnny.com. Thanks for listening, and on Wisconsin.